You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, and welcome to another How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Uh, or the series. Yes, I know it's been a while, but we had our Lovecraft Country critical coverage running, which, to be honest with you, took up a bloody lot of our time. We didn't realise how much time that show would take. John was not a fan of the show. John got out early. <laughs> John got out early on that one. Um, this is why he's here. He's back. Hello, John. Mm. Good to uh, good to hear your lovely angry voice. It's good, isn't it? Once more. Um, I'm so not used mm. to these pods that when you did the little abbreviation of this pod, the hiffs and is yeah. yeah, I genuinely was like, fucking yeah. hell, audio's fucked already. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh... Oh, look, good to be back. Good to be back. Good to be covering. You know, a brilliant brilliant film um don't spoil it even though it's in the title so yeah yeah, but if you blindfolded (laughs) just randomly clicking on podcasts you're about to get a surprise many people are so that other voice that you hear is the very luscious lucy (laughs) who's uh, also returning (laughs) how are you doing Lucy? yeah i'm very luscious as you said you know good yeah Mm. staying luscious brilliant stuff (laughs) baffling start (laughs) <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't uh, heard one of these episodes before, this is basically a series in which we admit to each other uh, the films admit that we have it. been lying about. Yeah, the films that we've been lying about seeing uh, for our whole lives. Mm. So uh, because basically everyone does this, they always, someone says, oh, you've seen this film and you go, oh, yeah, big time, <laughs> big time, definitely seen it. You, or even that, do you like it when that bit happened? That's yeah, for bit. sure. Yeah, that was wicked, mm. wasn't it? That's the best bit, if anything. Yeah. Um, but it turns out we've all been lying to each other. Uh, it could just be us. Maybe no one else does this. But apparently we all, as a podcast group, have been lying to each other um, all the time. Uh, and the show started off with me uh, admitting that I hadn't seen uh, Reservoir Dogs, which was uh, shock horror to so many people. Mm. So many. We've had uh, other episodes uh, where Emma hadn't seen Gladiator. That's that's the worst one so far. I think Reservoir Dogs is quite bad as well. Gladiator is It is bad. very bad. Second worst. Gladiator is definitely the worst. Um, but then, you know, we were just doing our last one of these and said, oh, but what's next? What's next? And we didn't know because we always save it for the end so we can actually have a genuine live reaction. Mm. And then we found out that this is definitely the worst one. Lucy, tell the audience what you have not seen. Well, I had not seen Pulp Fiction. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you! 
mental. I have now. Yeah, that, that is, is mental, stupid. isn't it? Stupid. That, this is... You're stupid, Lucy, now. Not luscious, Lucy. Stupid, Lucy. Wanker. Um, <laughs> well, right, <laughs> absolute <fine> wanker. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, Lucy, I think we'll get on to why you hadn't seen the film in a minute. Um, much to the audience's disgust. Mm. But I thought I'd do what I usually do, which was read out the Rotten Tomatoes uh, sort of succinct description of the movie. Uh, and this is what they have to say. One of the most influential films of the 1990s, Pulp Fiction is a delirious postmodern mix of neo-noir thrills, pitch black humour and pop culture touchstones. 92%. Mm. Um, Only 92? Wow. Only 92, Lucy. I mean, that's, 92 is pretty good. 92 is pretty good. We can't we can't knock a 92. Wow. Now, in fact, I'm going to go to you first, John, because I think we'll build up to Lucy. You know, this is her moment. When did you first see Pulp Fiction? Um, I think I mentioned this on the, the Reservoir Dogs pod that, um, mm. I mean, I watched all these films relatively young. Um, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on, on the other pod or not, but... Um, I'll just get straight into it. The bit where, you know, he's he's like, why is he attacking him without his pants on? I was I was so confused. Um, I was like, that's weird, isn't it? I was like, you know, watching that that's as a kid, you I was like, what's he doing older? that? <laughs> that's why yeah. you wait till you're 33. I mean, you're in the gimp suit watching it, aren't you? <laughs> well, that was the other thing. I was like, God, that guy's fucking terrifying, isn't he? He's like some sort of like budget Batman. And um, yeah, it was just <laughs> weird. I, obviously, I didn't really get the idea of what a gimp was supposed to be. I was, I was kind of like, why does he want to do that? Why is he in there? Why have they got him out of the basement? Is he like a monster? Or um, so yeah, I yeah. watched this relatively, um, relatively so young, you know, eleven, twelve, or whatever. Um, Show fucking off. loved it. Loved, I loved it back then. And again, it's like stuff that you find cool as a a young teenage boy. I mean, you look at um, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson, and you're like, yeah, that's what me and my mates are like. We're not, obviously. <laughs> um, we're the guys getting terrorised, giving up our big kahuna burgers. But, um, yeah, like, I loved it. And um, to me, like when I first saw it, I was just like, there's so much going on. Like I could just watch it again. Mm. Um, mm. I was obviously gutted at certain characters, you know, meeting their demise. Um, mm -hmm. and that kind of annoyed me as a kid. I'd just be like, well, I'll just pretend that the end of the film, that is the ending. That's how it ends. Everyone's fine. Um, but yeah, I loved it then. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a score. Of course. Yes, please. The patented blueberry patented system. Blueberry system. Just, just, you know, uh, yeah. Not explaining it. Um, you know, zero to five, no halves. Uh, it's, it's a five blue film. Um, yeah, I think arguably, just in terms of the total package, the writing, the acting, um, soundtrack, um, uh, the twists and turns, uh, the non-linear storytelling and how it works. Um, you'd be hard-pressed to say this isn't the best film of all time. Like, it's, it's very difficult for me to look at this and go, yeah, well, that was a bit shit. Um, and I would say even the weakest parts of this, as a kid... When Christopher Walken's talking about this fucking watch, I'm like, get on with this. I'm not liking this. And then you grow up and you absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's yeah. five bloobs. Um, 
I'd watch it, you know, once or twice a year, easily. Easily. Oh, lovely, lovely, uh, lovely description there, John. Uh, um, I'll go next because, as I said, we're building up to Lucy, mm. and it's, it's her moment. It's her time to shine, and if she doesn't give it a five, it's disgusting. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> everyone knows this about me who's been listening to the podcast uh i never saw reservoir dogs until literally a couple of months ago when we started doing this series the herds of series uh so this was my first introduction to quinton t um and this i remember studying this because i was doing like a media course or whatever when i was a kid and i was probably just a bit older than you john i was probably about ooh, i'd say 13 and this was actually part of the sort of lesson, part of the course, was to watch this film at the age of 13. So I was like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> and just, just sort of like, you know, destruct it because, deconstruct it, sorry, because um, I prefer destruct, actually. Destruct I should use that as a word. That's destruct it. <laughs> um, uh, because of its weird narrative structure and, and, and the way it jumps around and just you know that just as a as a concept at the time was amazing like i just remember watching this film going what how are they putting this film together it makes no sense but i love it i absolutely mm. love it and then it makes different scenes you just have a completely different outlook on them uh, towards the end of the film um the visceral violence the standout dialogue which obviously we talked about the <clears throat> opening of reservoir dogs and we talked about how it's just one of the greatest openings to a film of all time because the dialogue just around that table is so intimate and it feels like you're getting to know all the characters just perfectly even though they're just chatting absolute garbage but it's a regular conversation and i think this show and um, this show this film does the same thing but this is like elevated it's like this is where quentin tarantino was absolutely at his prime in terms of scripting and in terms of just just characters uh, i don't know like the characters in this film are just so like you said cool they feel natural a lot of them like everyone feels like they have their moment um and and for me this is this is a five blue film it's as john said one of the greatest films of all time i would put it inside my top 10 films of all time uh it doesn't make the top five but that's for a different podcast on another day um, so it's absolutely a five blue film. I watched it again late last night and just reveled in its greatness because it is simply great. And now we move on to the luscious Lucy, who is <laughs> here her that. to. What <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, John called you a wanker, so whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah fair. <laughs> uh, Lucy, why had you not seen this film? Why had you lied about seeing this film? Why are you in this podcast if you haven't seen this film? Uh, and what is your score for this film? It's quite funny you say that because I told my mum that I hadn't seen it. She was like, what, you, the so-called film buff? I was like, oh, yeah. Even my mum thinks I'm a wanker for having not yeah, seen this Yeah, correct. Who um, <laughs> knows? She texted us and said it. <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I don't actually think I lied about it. I think I thought I'd seen it. I just right. kind of, ha- I hadn't seen it. But I assumed that I had. Yeah. And then it got to the point right. when we were discussing what we... Lying to yourself. Yeah. No, basically, I had deep. lied to myself Bollocks. so deep that I began to believe <laughs> the lie. Um, yeah, classic. So when... That is mm. like self-denial, yeah. When it got to us discussing films we hadn't seen for this podcast, it didn't kind of really mm-hmm. occur to me to think of Pulp Fiction. But then I had like almost like an intrusive thought 
that was just like, Lucy, what happens in Pulp Fiction? And I was like, oh, well, obviously there's the dancing and there's the hamburger. That's good. That bit's good. And um, mm. yeah, you that. know, it's like, yeah. What's the, what's the film good about? It's like, it's just about Pulp, like Pulp Fiction, isn't it? Like the the books and that. It's like, yeah, what happens at the end of Pulp Fiction? I was like, I don't think I've seen Pulp Fiction. And it kind of dawned on me that I'd lied to myself all these years. Mm. So I, why person. I haven't seen it, I don't know. You're like in a therapist's chair. They're, yeah. They're, they're trying to make a break. I feel better. They've done it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, growing up, I loved I loved Reservoir Dogs when I was younger. I probably watched it when I was a little bit older than you, John, when you first watched Pulp Fiction. I Four absolutely Bloops. loved it. Four Bloops, mm. that one. Um, but I don't know why I hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. I can't explain it. And it just it's one of those things that gets to the point where you're like... When am I ever going to watch it? How can I admit it? And even watching with <laughs> even watching with Aaron, who hadn't seen like anything basically before we got together, and he's sitting there quoting it, like he, even he knew it, and I, I didn't. So it was sh- a shameful experience, really. Yeah, but you yes, should be ashamed of yourself. Definitely. Finally, got round to watching it um, at the age of thirty-three, and yeah, really, obviously, really enjoyed it. Um, Only thirty-three. Yeah. Oh, I know. I look and sound a lot luscious. younger. It's the lusciousness coming through. I mean, you say um, you wish you had a beer, Len. I feel like you may have already had a couple with this uh, luscious talk. It's seven thirty in the morning here. <laughs> well, oh, I'm still pissed you. from yesterday, then. <laughs> well, yeah, Fair. maybe. Um, yeah, great, great performances. Great soundtrack. It's just iconic. I feel like I'd almost the reason I thought I'd seen it is I've absorbed so much of it through a kind of cultural os- osmosis, like watching it. I was like, ooh, that's in the Simpsons. Ooh, lovely words. That line's in lovely a fun, loving criminal song. That's from the Simpsons. Like it's just iconic. <laughs> um, but in a way watching it <laughs> and ha- knowing almost knowing so much yet so little about it. Like for example, um, the character of Mia and John Travolta's character, Vince. Vince. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I yeah. kind of thought they'd have yeah, a big, much quiz, bigger yeah. part in the film because that scene <laughs> of the dancing is so iconic, but mm. they don't. So that there's things like that. Um, so I just, yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic film. Having said that, is a bit long for me. I thought it was a bit long. Every Tarantino film's long. Mm. Yeah, well, Where's we Dogs isn't, is it? This is what it... It's like... Not as long as this. No, yeah. it's like an hour 40. Um, there were some bits I thought that dragged a little bit and... Yeah, maybe it's Go me on. watching it as a grown-up. What drag? Mm. Well, Butch and his girlfriend—that bit—I was a little bit lagging what? their discussion a little bit. Could have done without Tarantino saying the N-word that as many times as he did. Didn't really need to see that. That has come up. That has come up before. Um, he has. He has been criticised for for his use of that word and also you know Mm. the fact that he's obviously writing it into his film so regardless of whether or not he says it yeah it always feels a little yeah Yeah, him him deciding to have himself as that character saying that word and he's not a character he's not like zed like a scumbag he's meant to be sort of Mm. fairly all right suburban suburban husband. yeah so for him to keep saying it is he wants to say it so that was i know i'm watching it with this sensibility but this was made in 94 it's not like it's from the 40s so that a little bit however great film i am going to give it four blueberries and if you want to excommunicate me from the podcast for that do it but it's just nonsense though isn't it? this was america and i can say what i want it's not america but you get oh what my i mean God. it's just nonsense though isn't it, it is it's nonsense. not nonsense it's Honestly. 
That is nonsense. You know that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, no, that's fine. Your opinion is trash, man. Like, that's, that's your opinion. Come on. But I'm entitled to it. No, no you're not. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be bullied <laughs> out of giving my opinion and giving my blueberry score. Not this time, Len. That is completely fair. And I'd like to announce now that we are looking for a fifth <laughs> member of Fan Critical. Good luck finding someone as luscious as me, Len. I that's think I prefer true. Reservoir that's Dogs. Maybe it's because I've, you know, I've seen that a lot more times. But mm, that's my, you know, if we all agreed and all had the same opinions, it wouldn't be much of a podcast, would it, guys? I mean, you're still being booted off it, so. Are you going to end the podcast there because you're so angry? <laughs> yeah, no, if John was in charge, I'm sure the podcast would be ended. But unfortunately, he's not. Uh, and I am. Okay, well, thank you for your thoughts, Lucy. Interesting thoughts. Uh, oh, thank you for your admission, for not seeing the film. It. Uh, it means a lot to us and the audience. Uh, John is very, you know, upset and uh, to get over his, his, his... Welcome back, John. We're going to cut to a quick advert now uh, to settle John down in, in, in the background. And uh, When we come back at the advert, we're going to go through our favourite scenes, standout performances, and then, of course, there'll be the patented How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That quiz, uh, which Lucy has to answer five questions, get three correct, and if so, she passes and gets a uh, little sticker that says she has officially seen the film. If she gets it wrong, she has to go watch it again and then post it to our Patreon watching it live stream. <laughs> so... I've got time for that, so don't worry. Yeah, got, got all day, don't worry. Uh, yeah, all right, let's cut to the advert. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? Yeah, yeah, Lisa. I know you gave it. You gave it four for podcast bands. Yeah. All right. Oh, here's the advert. So uh, anyway, um, hello everybody. Um, it's uh, advert time here, and we've just finished our coverage of Lovecraft Country on HBO. If you haven't seen that show yet, go check it out. Um, we gave it a very good score throughout the season. John did not enjoy it and actually bailed partway through the season. Um, just listen to the podcast for that alone. Uh, got loads of feedback on that. It's hilarious. Um, so that's Lovecraft Country. You can check that out on the main channel. You can also check us out on Patreon. We are patreon.com forward slash fan critical. If you go to that website, which is also in the show notes, you can support us financially. All costs go towards <laughs> operating, hosting, uh, equipment, um, f- keeping John happy, um, making sure there's a good stock of blueberries that we can, you know, di- di- you know, give to different films. Because if we run out of blueberries, we're fine. Well, you end up in a scenario like this where... Obviously, Lucy didn't have enough. Yeah, well, Lu- I didn't. Yeah, didn't have enough. There's so a global shortage. I gave all mine to uh, Lovecraft Country, John, so I don't have any left for pop fiction. So that's patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Um, we do have some commission podcasts coming out soon. So if you are one of our lovely Patreons, don't worry, the commissions are coming thick and fast. We just had to get through Lovecraft Country and obviously. We want to release one a week, so that is why that is happening. Uh, so that's it, be, really. Be, look, be sensible with your commissions as well. Like, I mean, none of this lion witch in the wardrobe nonsense. Like, come oh, on. Oh, I'd do that. Like, <laughs> Imagine that. Hell. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs <gasps> and broomsticks. That's a long film What's as well. Next? That's actually yeah. really long, yeah. too long. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Write that down. <laughs> Two boobs. <laughs> Um, write that down alright that's it for the advert John's clearly calmed down we can kick on with the uh, rest of the show say what again say what again I dare you I double dare you motherfucker say what one more goddamn time oh yeah this bit's a nice bit of the podcast which doesn't involve too many notes on my part um, which is quite nice because I throw it over to you guys and say go on then give us your favourite scenes um, and Lucy I'm going to let John go first because I feel like you've put a down on everything. 
I can't think of any good scenes either. Let me think about that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, John, what's your, give me one of your favourite scenes and let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, baby. Um, right. I mean, I'm gonna gonna buck it here a little bit. Um, yeah, I said buck. You know, rewind. Um, there you go. A little joke there for someone listening to this in lockdown <laughs> alone. Um, I'm not going to go over <laughs> scene. Um, I, I'm going to go with kind of the the duo. The you know, you, you Sam Jackson and you John Travolta. That, I mean, the fact that John Travolta was oh, yeah. his career was in the fucking toilet before this film. Um, and he, I mean, he was lucky enough to get this role because Michael Madsen decided that he didn't want to follow up his uh, amazing success with Reservoir Dogs. Um, yeah, that is weird. Yeah, he decided yeah. to do Free Willy instead. <laughs> Worked so, out well uh, for him, though. You know. Big star. Oh, look. Uh, um, if yeah. you make... Hey, hey, Free Willy is one of the greatest family films of, this, of the generation. The so don't you fucking have a go at Free I'm Willy. Not, yeah, right. and if he... Um, okay, fine. If he was playing the fucking whale, then brilliant. But he wasn't. He just said a nobody in the background. <laughs> Did the dad win okay. it? <laughs> Free Willy's dad. Well, the boy's dad. Yeah, he's a dad. No, he's free. He's free. Yeah, Willie's dad. He's free. Willie's yeah. dad. Fact. Adopted. Um, <laughs> that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'm your dad. Yeah. How does this work? And why am I now speaking? End of film. Brilliant. Five bloobs. Um. So you know, John Travolta, his career's finished, uh, and then he gets this, and he's fucking brilliant. Um. And and yeah. the the relationship between Jules and and Vincent, I mean, it's just amazing, isn't it? They talk absolute shit. What do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. Uh, then they have a, an argument about foot massage. And then later on, like they, they keep that kind of monotone um, discussion. But then this time it's about, you know, cleaning someone's brains off the back of a car. Uh, but it, it's that same mm. energy. Um, and you're supposed to resonate mm-hmm. with these two guys. Um, and their relationship, and and as a guy um, that unfortunately doesn't have a Jules, I'll be the washed up John Travolta at this point. And, you know, I'm very jealous of that. Gaz could be your Jules. No, be Did you say Gaz could be yeah, Jules? I'm just trying to wind you Absolutely <laughs> mental. Just winding you. There up. is no one more opposite to Jules than Gaz. Ga- Gaz is fucking Bilbo Baggins for fuck's Gaz sake. Gaz looked a bit like Tim Roth. What do you think about that? He does a little he, bit. Yeah. He reminded me a bit. He doesn't have a hook nose though. Like Tim Roth. Wow. Well, he doesn't. I said. Wow, oh, ouchie. Well, yeah, I know, but fucking hell, just—I mean, you're not offending Gareth there, but if Tim's listening, he's going to be raging at that. Sorry, Do Tim. Of course, he's listening. He's a little yeah, bit. Well, what else is he doing? He's not in films anymore, so. What? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like just everything about them. Their dialogue, even though I mean, it's supposed to be. You know, fairly normal conversation. It's too cool, isn't it? The, the conversation's too cool for it to be realistic. Mm. Oh yeah, a Stylized. bit, like, a bit like Reservoir Dogs, and you know, ev- everyone's um, sharp when it comes hyper realism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hyper realism. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, is that PS Five? Isn't it? But yeah, so um... <laughs> built in features. <laughs> I'm cool now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say their their relationship I absolutely love. Um, and every scene that, that they're in is, like, the strongest. People will look at this film, and, and Lucy mentioned that uh, you would expect on a first viewing with all the iconic scenes that 
you know, John Travolta and Uma Thurman would would have a large part to play. And actually, mm-hmm. the real relationship in this film is those those two guys. So, yeah, I, I love it. Oh, lovely. It's always a shame to me that you talk about their relationship, that in the film, you never get Jules's reaction to Vincent's death. And... I mean, maybe that's nice in a way, but I always think how would Jules react when he finds out that Vince is dead? Um, I don't know, it's just food for thought out there. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he'd be pretty pretty cool about it, wouldn't he? He'd probably be like, oh, shit, man. Like that oh, or something. Wow. Don't do cool any more or... Samuel Jackson impressions. No, no, just, no, I'm not going to do it anymore. Just don't talk. It'll be easier for everyone. Just don't say anything. <laughs> Here's Lucy with her favourite scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to... I mean, I'm going to kind of echo what John said, but I just loved seeing John Travolta in this because, like you said, he was in, in the doldrums a bit career-wise. Um, but I just... There's such a sense of sort of silliness almost to him in this film and, like, his comedy timing is so good. Well, you got to have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... Oh, what the fuck's happening? Oh, oh man. shit, man. Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the fuck did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. And he's not afraid to be a bit slobby and a bit just not like a leading man. Um, I really, really enjoyed his performance in this. And I love the scenes, obviously, with him and Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson's fantastic in everything and is a massive star um, still. But it's just, it was just really nice to see John Travolta in, in this kind of role. And I love the scene. Unfortunately, it's been a bit ruined by the direct line adverts, but with um, Winston Wolfe. Oh, yeah, Wolf. I love Harvey Keitel. Yeah, no, and, I agree. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, it's another thing I pointed out when watching. I was like, that's the direct line advert. He's in that. Um, <laughs> for those listening outside of the UK. I don't know if that's an American thing as well. I don't know if that's an American thing as well, direct line. But I, I imagine it's not. So if, if anyone needs some context, direct line is it. like an insurance company. And they have the... Sorry, Lucy. I just... I just I thought I, you weren't talking or... Uh, <laughs> now we call him insurance. Oh, yeah, you can be then. luscious Lucy and he can be insurance Len. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst name of all time. No, but basically, insurance advert, Mr. Wolf turns up, it's shit. No, they're quite, Next. they're all right. Yeah. I think they're quite good. But um, yeah, I did, I liked the sort of how wound up John Travolta was getting and how Samuel Jackson's very grateful that he's mm-hmm. there. And, you know, then Quentin Tarantino's character, Jimmy, is also randomly very deferential to um, Winston. Um, and I just thought, I, I liked that scene. I thought that was really good. And it, it's that thing of like, how are they going to actually get out of this? Like, oh, fair enough. He had a plan and yeah, he's done it. And you want you want them to get out of it as well. Um, so I really like that scene. That's probably my favourite. Oh, lovely. Um, well, I'm going to talk about um, Gimpy Time is my note. <laughs> my, no, gim, gim, gimpy Time. Because I, you know, w- watching this film for the first time, like John said, I, I was quite young as well. And I, and I was a bit like, what is going on here? I was a bit more switched on than John, bless him. But, oh, I watched um, it when I was it, younger. You, know, you watched it when you were about twenty-two. You probably, you probably, you probably had a leash on when you were watching it, so you're going to be switched on. <laughs> <laughs> but the scene with uh, Ving Rhames and Bruce Willis, and they get captured by Zed, and uh, I think the other guy's name is Maynard or something stupid like that, and and Gimp Boy. I was just like, because you just think about where this film, just think about for a second, like this film and just the multitude of places it goes. 
not in your wildest dreams what should i mean lucy i mean this is interesting you know did you see this coming like did you did, did what the fuck when you saw this bit what you were just like what is going I, on i was like oh this is in the simpsons there's a there's a simpsons episode um yeah 20 22 short films yeah. on springfield everything with the simpsons and everything yeah, is it, didn't you? but this is specific um where they i think it's um i say i think i literally watched it yesterday in preparation uh chief wiggum and snake <laughs> get caught by what is that guy's name with the one arm his name's not nelson i can't remember but oh it's her, her, her Herman. yeah or herman, herman i think and he's like looks like the spider caught himself a couple of flies like oh wait till zed gets here <laughs> So yeah. like, when I was watching it, I was like, this is in The Simpsons. And then when, get the gimp, I was like, this isn't in The Simpsons. Mm. And when, you know, Marcellus is being raped, I was like, this isn't in The Simpsons. So I think, yeah, I was just like, oh, God, this, yeah, it escalated. Get the gimp is like, what the fuck? You're just not expecting. Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> You're not expecting when they go in there. For that to happen, and yeah, it kind of the way the film's gone, like you said, Len, it's a complete curve. Like, oh, ooh, okay, it's, we've gone into extreme. Oh, he wants to rape him now. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Right. If okay. um, Lucy, if on the Simpsons they they went the whole hog, um, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Chief Wigan. Pardon there. the pun. Um, but if they uh, <laughs> if they decided that they were going to have the gimp in the Simpsons, who who do you think would play the gimp? Seymour Skinner. Oh, good. If, oh, if mother oh, wow. let him out of the I'm house. Happy with that. That's interesting. Why? Who would you have? He's mother. Oh, I'd say. Mother lets him out. I'd say. I'd, I'd actually put Barney. Barney uh, in the gimp costume. Or I'd have um, <laughs> Kurt Van Houten. <laughs> and then I'd but have it he burnt, actually so comes you know into the shop, so he can't. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think Skim- Skinner. Okay. Skinner could definitely. Oh be yeah, a gimp. no, Van Van Houten would have been a great shout. And yeah. um, what about Hans Molman? Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, that's sim- weird, that's very Simpsons. That is that's ve- that's very Simpsons. Like. That's yeah. very Simpsons. <laughs> Down I go. Hello. <laughs> oh, oh I love it when uh, I love it when just a quick Simpsons moment. I love it when Homer and Marge adopt him <laughs> or whatever, and he's in Bart's little outfit, and he goes, "Mom, Dad, it tastes like a peanut." <laughs> Definitely Mole Man uh, is the gimp, for sure. That's the joke, I think. In oh, okay, yeah. Agreed, Mole Man. Um, so that's, for me, that scene is um, is just absolutely insane. And I actually love, uh, I, I think the character of Butch is an amazing character. And the fact that he goes back with the katana. Yeah, I, I love just, that. I just love it. And, and it's that moment where, I don't know, it's just like, it's such a Tarantino thing. Like they've, Ving Rhames, you know, uh, Marcellus hates Butch to the point of send people to the ends of the earth to kill him. But because Butch does this one thing, there's this unspoken sort of, I don't know, thanks between him and, and them. And it's just like done. And, it, and it's just done. And I, I don't know, there's that whole scene. It's just linked. Because there's that moment in the scene where you hear, you, you know, Butch has got the katana and then Ving Rhames has got up behind him and he's cocked the shotgun. And you're like, oh, it, it's very Tarantino if he just blows Butch's head off here. Um, but he doesn't. And I love that. And uh, I just think it's a very weird, mental, disgusting, <laughs> and at the same time, brilliant scene. Yep, yeah, agreed. I, I mean, when the gimp's screaming, um, yeah, that's and Butch just cleans him out. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and also good. our friend, 
Dorian from The Mask again, who is in Usual Suspects. Weird, isn't it? He's just got a face. Like, he's quite striking looking, but he just looks like a scumbag. Like He's always going to be someone quite evil. I might yeah, I might be wrong here, but I think The Mask and Reservoir Dogs were probably the same year, certainly. Yeah, they're in like the same 94. It feels like they were both 94. So imagine that. Imagine you go, look, you're going to be the main antagonist uh, versus Jim Carrey in The Mask. Yeah, family blockbuster. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can you be in this one as well? You got to rape some guy. So, sorry, what? No, you got raping. You get to dress up as yeah, a policeman. Weird. Fine. Yeah. So yeah, weird. Um, Lucy, one more scene from you, um, and then we'll we'll crack on to performances. Okay, one more scene. I actually really enjoyed Samuel Jackson's performance in the final scene, and I think you said, John, that you kind of when you watched it when you were young and you knew that. Uh, Vince was dead you wish that that was just the end and really it does it's such a fitting end to it you see that he Jules is willing to get out of this life and he has bought this guy Tim Roth slash Gareth's life um with the money <laughs> and there's also the mystery of the uh, the briefcase and it's just very tense and you do kind of think what is going to happen as we say Tarantino film could be a bloodbath um but it doesn't turn out that way because of Jules's actions. And I just, I thought it was a really good and that kind of like uplifting way to finish the film in the same way that you said, Len, about Butch going back to save Marcellus. There's a kind of like positive, positivity to it, which I don't think I was expecting from the film. Um, so yeah, I actually really liked that. It went on maybe a touch too long for me, but I did, I thought it was really well done. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's um, it's the the morality of those characters, mm. um, and obviously yeah. once Butch decides to go back and do the right thing um, for someone that he thinks could still kill him, but he does it anyway because it's the right thing. And then obviously you've got um, Jules that decides that you know off the back of surviving, you know, five or six shots at close range with a Magnum or whatever it is. He's like, it has to be divine intervention. That's that's it. I'm I'm out. Um, and as a viewer, that's kind of like that's supposed to be your your takeaway from the film is is that this this one guy turning around and going, Do you know what? I've made my decision. I'm out, and that's it. And that's the end of the film. Um, real classy. Um, very good. Very good. Very very good. Uh, and then the last one I'll mention is I actually love Christopher Walken's little scene in this film. Um, up his ass I know John his said, voice is just so yeah. good up I his love ass. his voice he hit it in one place he knew he could hide something his ass five long years he wore this watch up his ass then he died of dysentery he gave me the watch I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years when you're a bit younger you don't necessarily appreciate that scene but um, man watching it again last night and I've seen it obviously loads of times since then since I was younger but just just the weight of I don't know just the way he delivers it like I was sitting there watching it last night and I was like because he's talking to Butch as a kid and Butch is transfixed this is like a eight-year-old kid or something and he's transfixed at what this guy's saying and you'd think nowadays most kids be on their <laughs> you know their, their phones or their Nintendo switches whilst he's talking oh, right, and you know, the seven <laughs> seven D tablets that they have that they eat and then they can watch stuff no <laughs> Uh, no, um, 
but he's transfixed at what he's saying and I'm transfixed at what he's saying. And yeah, I just absolutely love it. It's a short scene, but it sets up Butch's character and that whole gold, the gold watch uh, story so well. And it's just, I think it's just a genius piece of, of context at the start of that um, story. So for me, I'll give that a little little mention. Standout performances, you know. Okay, yeah, sorry. And uh, just to add to that, like later on in the film, it's such a like a nothing throwaway line uh, where obviously Butch is going mental that uh, Fabian. Oh, yeah. It is Fabian, isn't it? Yeah. But she's uh, yeah, Fabian. Yeah. She's left the watch. She's forgotten the watch, and he's going mental. And he, <laughs> he's like, you know, I don't want to go into. <laughs> I don't want to go into yeah. the story, go into but, it, but you know, yeah. it's hilarious. My it's so funny because it's like, well, yeah, because yeah, as yeah, a viewer, you've had to sit there for about 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. while some guy tells you this story of it being up the arse through like three wars. Um, yeah, it's so, so good. Very good. Um, standout performances. We've kind of touched on this already, um, but, you know, should we just talk about who I think is the, the biggest standout performer in this in this film, which is Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, and if anyone disagrees that he isn't the best performer in this film, um, then that's that's it. You're off the podcast, Lucy. Well, I thought John Travolta was really good as well. But Samuel, I'm not good. Better than Samuel L. Jackson? I won't contest it. About Steve, Steve Bashimi, he's good, isn't he? Yeah, Buddy Holly. He's the uh, Buddy Holly, yeah. <laughs> Bashimi, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he steals this uh, film, in my opinion, because he... The dialogue is so fast. It's so rapid. It's hyper real, like you talked about, John. And it's just so fucking cool. And also, he is a character, like like you said, who has a bit of a shift in terms of he's this cold-blooded killer at times who literally spills off Bible testaments to people or whatever uh, before he kills them. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. And then decides to break away from that. So he's actually got a fair amount of character development here in this film as well. More so than a lot of the other characters um, who stick to violent ways. Um, would you agree that Samuel L is, is, is the best? Or do you have any more that you want to <laughs> spitball no, he's, out here? I mean, I mean, there were moments, without wanting to get too pretentious, that I felt like it was almost Shakespearean. Some of the dialogue and some of the uh, delivery from him. The intensity... And just the patter between himself and John Travolta. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just cool, isn't he? He's just fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, just just to touch on... I mean, look, Samuel Jackson, he made a career out of this film. Like... 100%. I mean, everyone after this film expected him to be shouty, aggressive and sweary to the point where, uh, like, I don't know how many years after it was, like 10 years later someone writes a script uh, and it would be like, how hilarious would it be if you had Sam Jackson in a film with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane? <laughs> they go and make that film. Like, 
It's just mental. Yeah. Like uh, Samuel Jackson is like he's stuck in the the social uh, consciousness um, of that that type of of aggressive male. But I mean, he's so cool. It he's perfect for it. As much as you know, John Wayne is like the perfect um, cowboy. You know, the Western guy. You know, Sam Jackson is that man. Um, the fact that he then somehow made a career starring in you know, the Marvel franchise is bizarre, to be honest, but fair play. Um, but yeah, uh, his performance is by far like, if you were to say like tour de force, his, his performance in this film is that. Um, mm-hmm. But look, I mean, it's a film littered with great performances. You know, um, the, the fact that the film starts off with, you know, Pumpkin and Honey Bunny, Tim Roth and whoever the other lady is plumber or whatever her name is um you know that that's like that's a quality beginning and that is a film that just kind of slaps you in the face that right the film started now um and it's an amazing intro and it's two guys who've got literally nothing to do with almost the entire film so i i think uh as a as an ensemble cast it's so strong and again, it, like if you were thinking about Pulp Fiction, you do think of your John Travolta's and your Samuel Jackson's, and you don't really even appreciate the fact that you've got, you know, this this was like Uma Thurman's breakthrough role. You know, Bruce Willis is in this as just a, a random boxer guy. You got Ving Rhames, where this is a breakthrough role for him as well. So it's like, yeah, it's it's an amazing cast. Um, and again, look, Christopher Walken turning up and talking about a watch up someone's ass for ten minutes. Again, it's just it's a classy, classy film. But yeah, you're right. So Sam Jackson does steal it. Um yeah. Lovely stuff. And that is it, apart from, of course, uh the quiz, which is the most fun part of the episode. Let's not let's not um let's not lie to ourselves. I've made this difficult, Lucy, because someone's got to lose one eventually. Um and I've chosen it to be you. Why did it have to be me? So the way this works, everyone, is I'm gonna read out a question. Uh, there is six questions. Lucy has to get free correct to get the certified stamp that she has seen the mm. film. If she does not get free correct, we, we will be live streaming it on Patreon. Uh, and you have to watch her watch the film as evidence. Uh, and John, you can answer if uh, Lucy doesn't get it right. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to play some, some little uh, relevant music now to the film. Here it goes. <laughs> Perfect. I'll start off with an easy one. Um, Lucy, if I were to call you Pumpkin, you should respond by calling me... Honey Bunny. Yay! Yay. You, you literally yeah. just said it. Cheers for that. John uh, ruined that like about a minute uh, ago. So. What do you want me to do? I don't see the questions. <laughs> Lucy, that is 1-0. Okay, Lucy. What is Jules's? favourite Bible verse and I need an exact answer here Ezekiel 25.17 boom well there you go maybe this quiz isn't as hard maybe as I'll I thought maybe I paid attention Jesus Ooh. here she is okay now maybe read the whole thing <laughs> and I shall strike down <laughs> yeah, read the whole thing um, okay Lucy next question you need to get this right for your little stamp if you don't can you pick the hardest question how long because otherwise yeah, she's cleaned it out yeah. Uh, yeah, 
how long did Butch's father keep the watch up his ass? Two years? I'm afraid that's incorrect, Lucy. He kept it up his ass for five years. Okay, Lucy, what is the name of the restaurant where Mia and Vincent have dinner? What is the name of the restaurant where Mia and Vincent Jack have Rabbit dinner? Jack Rabbit Slims. She's got it, John. You can't argue with these answers. Easy questions. You can you? She's, uh, she's... That, that, that was an easy one. one. That was easy. really easy. They say it a few times. What do you mean that was I easy? I got it right. right. So what it was the name of the? It twice. What was the name of the diner that that you know that they rob? At the end Hawthorne of the film. Hawthorne Diner. Yeah. All right. Well, fine. But that is a harder one than Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah. What I'm agreed. Saying. Do the do okay, the rest agreed, then. Let's agreed, see how far agreed, I can get. Agreed. There was an easy one next because I was worried that you. You know. She has watched the film, mate. Yeah, mate. This is why we test them, John, so we know. Uh, okay, uh, what character has their head blown off in the car? Oh, Marvin. Correct. you got to have Good. an opinion. Good. I mean... <laughs> 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 oh, man, I, I shot Marvin in the face. shot Marvin in the face, yeah. Instantly, instantly memorable. And uh, where did Brett and his friends get their cheeseburgers, Lucy? Where did they get their cheeseburgers? Big Kahuna Burger. Big Kahuna Burger. <laughs> that is a tasty burger. That's that Hawaiian joint. Right, yeah. Smashed it. Watched it. Enjoyed it. Took well, it in. Well done, knew Lucy. what was happening. What a great experience Smashed for it, all. Yeah. That's good. You got five out of six. Five out of six. That might be the best score we've ever had. I'm making, I'm making it very hard next time. I don't give a fuck. When I'm hosting the next one, it's going... I hope it's Gaz's one that I'm doing. Well, I'm Armageddon. I'm really hard on that. <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine? Doing that. <laughs> oh. All right, well, good. Don't have to watch it again, but I would watch it again because I thought it was good. There you go. Very good. And all that is left to do, thank you for listening, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed uh, this recap of Pulp Fiction, one of the greatest films of mm. all time, apart from Lucy, who thinks it's a four, uh, is as a tradition. <laughs> and, and I don't know what this is going to be. Uh. I don't know what this is going to be because we were talking about this on our Discord chat before uh, we recorded. And uh, we like to keep it a bit of a secret. So John's next up in the Hata series. Oh, and uh, basically, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, basically, he's going to announce now what he hasn't seen. And that's what we're going to cover next. So, John, can you tell the world what you haven't yeah. seen? So, I mean, there seems to be a running theme um, with the films. I... It's not Quentin Tarantino. Is no, it? fuck it. Imagine that. Um with with the films that that I haven't seen, and um, I suspect that uh, you know, animated. Well, it's animated. it is animated. So obviously, my first Ooh. appearance on on this, I got absolutely frozen or something. I got slagged off <laughs> because I'd. Yeah. Uh, oh fucking hell! No, it's not that bad. But I got slagged off because I hadn't seen any um, studio Ghibli. Um, but obviously, mm. I, I popped my studio. Ghibli-ery, um didn't I? With um, <laughs> all over the place. Well, not all over. Yeah, the all place, over the place. Spirited, spirited away. away. Um, and there are a couple of films that I, were, I was thinking of um, for this. Um, and then I was just on Instagram the other day, flicking through, and this advert came up uh, for IMAX, and it was like, oh, the special edition of blah blah blah. And I looked at it, I was like, I've never seen that. Um, and I've owned it. Oh God, what is um, it? I've had it on. Uh, is it like Finding no, Nemo or no. something? So I've had it on VHS. I've had it on DVD. I've also had conversations with people um, 
genuinely where they've been like, oh, it's a bit like this, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm never. I'm not saying I'm not seeing this. So um, the film that I I haven't seen and I have definitely pretended to have seen um, is Akira. I've never seen Akira. Ooh. I haven't seen that. So there you go. Okay. Well, Lucy, you can be involved in that one as well. No, no, you can't. Okay. I'm joking. Um, Akira, that is interesting. It's obviously an all-time mm. classic. Uh, John basically hasn't seen any sort of anime is essentially what he's saying. Um, and do you know what's going to be good about this one? I reckon there will be quite a few members of the audience who haven't seen Akira, which means they've got a perfect excuse to go and watch it, which is always good. We love giving homework to well, people. Look, I can um, I can go and watch it. Um, I mean, not now because you're about to go in lockdown. But if it's on at the IMAX tomorrow, I have one day that I can go <laughs> and watch it. So I will attempt to go and watch it. Oh, mate, 100 IMAX, do that. Um, if they are selling tickets. Well, there we go. One of the all-time classic animated features akira john has not seen it so that is the next one that we're going to do if you haven't seen akira go watch it it's fantastic lucy's not seen it either um and that's it for this episode of how the fuck have you not seen that pulp fiction tick next up akira thank you for tuning in thank you to john thanks gimpy john no. and thank you <laughs> Uh, yeah and thank you to luscious lucy cheers guys uh, oh, actually john I'll, I'll call you pot belly john pot belly john that's well, better than easy you know, in lockdown so looking pretty yeah. good to be honest. <laughs> yeah well look fabian wants one so it's fine she wants uh, one and where's gaz he's not here <laughs> <laughs> oh good all right thanks everybody see you cheers, next time guys. Bye. bye see ya Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.